and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley. Hello, hello, darling. I'm so excited for today's episode because we have some very, very special guests joining us for the recap. Yes. (laughs) We have two of dumb black mamas, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Joining us for our recap. I I feel like I should have like uh, an applause right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sound effects. Sound effects. Let's welcome Nikisha and Crystal. Hey, y'all. Let's get it. Listen, we're excited to be here. We got a lot of thoughts. We are. We're excited to be here. And I'm sure our third co-host would love to be here because she's like a media consumer, but she could make it, but... Yeah, we're excited. We'll hold it down. We'll hold it down for Thea. She's with us in spirit. She's with us in spirit. She is. She is. Actually, I would prefer to be where she is, you know? (laughs) Probably. Well, well, she is actually taking a kid somewhere right now. So um, she's, she's mothering right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So I am super excited to talk about The Perfect Five. Are you super excited? (laughs) Okay. I am too. Super excited because whether good or bad, we're still going to have, have a, a chat. So a wonderful okay. conversation. Yeah. That is what I'm excited mm-hmm. about. I appreciate okay. that clarification, Crystal. <laughs> um, okay. June 23rd, 2023. It's a rom-com available on Netflix rated R. It's an hour and 39 minutes long. Here's a quick summary. After a high profile firing, Jenna's fashion career combat hits a snag when she falls for a charming much younger co-worker who happens to be her boss's son as sparks fly jenna must decide if she'll risk it all for a secret romance here's the cast we have Gabrielle Union, Yay. Black Hollywood royalty, mm-hmm. as Jenna Jones. We have the adorable Keith Powers, even yes. though he's 30 years old, but he looks like he's a good, a what, baby. 15? He looks like a baby. Uh-huh. As Eric. Wait, <laughs> wait. Born in 92. Wait. He was born in 92. He's 30? Yes, yes, he was wait. born in 92. Wait. Hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, congrats to him, sir. You know what I mean? He's going to really? be looking young mm-hmm. for a while. We have Alicia Hines as Billy. Oh, I love her. We have Gina Torres as Darcy. Lala Anthony as Elodie. Like Side Elodie. note. Side note. Side note. I used to live in Atlanta like back in the day and Lala was like, she was on the radio with Ludacris and they were on a yes. show called Chris Lover Lover and Poon Daddy. And it, <laughs> I was like, every time I see her, like the jingle goes off of my head. But I also say like, I've loved watching her journey. Absolutely. Like her, yeah, her trajectory has been like absolutely amazing. So I, 
I watch anything she's in. I love watching her journey. Same. We have D.B. Woodside as Brian and Janet Hubert as Monica. Okay. Director, we have Numa Perrier. Yay! And Lee Davenport as screenwriter. Fun note. I have a question. Is yes. Lee is a woman? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black woman. Okay. Black okay. Women in front and behind the camera on this okay. project. Got it. Okay. This is based off the best-selling novel by Tia Williams. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Huh? And she's actually featured in the film. I don't know if you caught that. Rotten oh, Tomatoes man. gave this film 70% critics, 58% audience. Google users gave this movie 82%. Ashley. What's your grade for The Perfect Find? I'm going to pass it off to our guests first. I want to hear Nakisha and Crystal's grade, and I will wrap it up at the end. So, Nakisha, what is your grade for The Perfect Find? I totally forgot you you all do this. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. No No pressure. pressure. Um, No pressure. Delora, remind me what the audience was. 58 for Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. and 82 from Google users. But we typically give an ABC type of grade. That's such a wide spectrum. Like that's such a, you know, that's interesting. That's interesting. It's polarizing, I feel, right? Yeah. I think there's been only one project we gave a D and I feel like that was like bad hair. Bad hair? That was early in our our shows and movies, but bad hair was a little rough. The one on Hulu? Yes. Yes. Okay. The possessed weave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lean away. And I Justin, think it was we, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. From I didn't see Dear okay, White didn't People. See that. Vanessa okay, Williams that. was in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. Wow. Okay, Keish. What's your yeah. grade? Yeah. And the Keish is a hard critic. That's I okay. Am. And That's okay. I this feel is a safe space. I am I'm I'm hesitant now hearing you've only given one D because I was about to give you another one. If that's your grade, Nakisha, that's your grade, boo. This is a safe space to speak your piece about this project. Let's see minus. Let's see minus. Can I give minus? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Fun fact. In college, Nikisha used to write reviews for the BSU newsletter Mm. for for movies. I love it. He claimed she doesn't remember that, but she did it because she asked me to proofread them. We taking you back to your roots. For various reasons, Crystal remembers more of my undergrad years than I do. (laughs) What school did you all go to? We went to Florida State. We did. Okay. Yeah, man. Tallahassee. Good times. Good times. I would not have remembered that, but thank you for (laughs) bringing that back up. I did do that. Okay. So you give it a C Mm -hmm. minus? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. How about you? I know you're conflicted. I'm so conflicted. First, why are you conflicted? Okay, because it's very, very hard for me to openly criticize Black women. It's very, very difficult because I know what it takes to get. So I have a theater background. I moved to LA years ago to become an actress and all of this. So I'm like, my degree is in film. I, you know, still want to be an actress, still want to be a screenwriter. And so I know what it takes to get something greenlit. I know that although things are opening up, it's still very tough for um, Black women in Hollywood. And so I often don't want to add to the chorus of negativity that surrounds their work that's not rooted in 
anything other than race and gender, right? But I remember a quote that Lena Waithe said when uh, people were offering critiques of Queen and Slim and someone was giving a critique on Twitter and someone under there said, you know, it's hard enough for Black movies to get made. We shouldn't criticize Black movies. And the person who's giving the critique was like, you know, it's important for us to write about these things and be honest about our feedback. And Lena Waithe retweeted it and she said, and you all have, you all have been writing your asses off. That's how we get better. We don't have to like it. We don't even have to take it in, but it needs to be present. So I just, I kept that in mind when coming to this. So I am going to give this film, it gets a C minus minus. Okay, that's fair. And the reason y'all are being so kind, we know I, I am. I'm yeah. being kind because I'm taking into consideration everything it probably took to get this made. Right. So yes. I don't want to give it a D because people did put heart and soul into trying to get this made. But okay. I give it a C because if I look at Numa's work, I'm looking at her body of work. And so I'm I'm, I'm holding that as I'm, as I'm looking at this. And I'm looking at, it was some heavy hitters in here, like Gabrielle Union, the woman who played the mom. Janet. Janet. Uh, no, no, Gina, Gina Torres. Oh, Gina Torres. Yes. Amazing. Who had her yep. own show that they didn't give a chance, that they should have given a chance. Heavy hitters. And so I'm looking at their body of work. Aisha Hines, who was the best Harriet Tubman so I have ever talented. seen in my whole so entire life. Talented. So I just like, realized that was her in this moment. My God. Yeah. So wow. I was like, I can't give a movie with those names on it a D, but, but it was definitely below a B. Mm-hmm. For me. Here's what I'll say. I'll say for my C minus. I have a very similar sentiment. For me, it felt like those heavy hitters were given an impossible job to do. Yeah. They really were. The script they were given, I think. (laughs) I appreciate that. I feel like it gets a C because I know what they were trying to do. Yes. And I don't feel like it got done. And so with that being said, I'll go ahead and give my grade. I gave it a C. Okay. I had high hopes for this film. I absolutely love the premise and the cast. But Mm -hmm. to your point, I wrote in my notes, when it came to the execution of it all, it just wasn't it. Like the pacing of the story was just insane. I'm like, what are we doing? Especially towards the end of this film. And then music means so much to me in movies and TV. It it can make or break. Like Mm -hmm. Ashley and I talked about you would never forget that moment in Insecure when Lawrence did something in the case of the ex that by Maya came on. You remember that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was just everything. I'm like, they needed to take some lessons from Shonda and Issa because the music was just not it. I understand they were trying to incorporate some old school sounds and things like mm-hmm. that, but it did not flow the way it needed to. In my personal opinion, it really nagged at me during my watch. So I gave it a C. And even like, I don't even think you, you can go back to the nineties, right? Cause I, I felt like for whatever reason, it felt like a nineties thing was trying to happen. Yeah. And, I mean, we know the nineties movie soundtrack and the scores. Oh I mean, yeah. I, well, I don't know how old you all are, yeah. but like we used to go out and buy like yes. soundtracks to films, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, waiting to exit. Right. Um, I mean, New Jack City, Brown yes. Jack, you know, like 
So they could even go back, you know, to that to pick up on some cues from that. But I'll I'll talk about the pacing later after. Yes. Yeah. So one more grade. We're all in the same camp. It's a C for me as well. And that was absolutely being kind. So let me give y'all a little backstory. (laughs) I went to the American Black Film Festival this year and this film was shown. The cast was there. It was a whole to do. But I didn't stay for it because I was like tired. I'm gonna catch this on Netflix. It'll be all good. I'm sure had I experienced it in the theater with a lot of people, including apparently Taraji giving a lot of side notes and especially with the whole Peacock situation, I'm assuming I had a good time with that. It probably would have been a super enjoyable watch because you have that what's audience the pe- participation. What's the peacock? What's the remember peacock the peacock? Remember in the movie, peacock the peacock name. was named Taraji P. Henson. Oh, yes. yes. So yes, Taraji yes, yes, was yes, in yes, the audience yes, watching yes. it at the film okay, festival and was yeah. apparently making a lot of like remarks during the movie. So okay. I'm sure that would have been a unique, super enjoyable oh. experience to watch it in that forum, right? But it but when I did watch it, I was like, oh, oh no. Like Oh, no. I enjoyed the calm much more than the ROM, if that makes sense. Like, there were moments I laughed out loud. Particularly, like, that dinner party scene. Like, I was cracking up, okay? Hilarious. But to Dolores' point and you guys' point, the pacing, I didn't even get a chance to fall in like, let alone fall in love in this movie. They were saying, I love you. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Exactly. And I get that Keith Powers is a cutie. I get that it will be easy to start making out with him at a party. Sure. Really? For me, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But it was, it was never, it, it didn't, nothing felt natural about the chemistry, about the okay. relationship mm-hmm. for me. From the, from the makeout from, from at the party, the, I think I love you. What the hell? What yeah. Year old? And we grown. So we, grown, we don't say grown. that to randoms at parties anymore. So to your point about seeing it, like seeing it with a group of people, I think that's a really good point because when I think about it, I think I would have enjoyed it if I were in a theater. Yes. I really do think I would have enjoyed it when it, it when I was in a theater. And changes that's really experience. Yeah, and that's really interesting. So now when people make films, you because I, when you're making a film, you do have to think like, is this for television or is this for a theater? Because it's... Mm-hmm. People don't know this, but you're doing different things if it's for television or if it's for a big screen. Like there's some movies that I see on a big screen and I'm like, this would have been really good on TV, but it's not good on a big screen. But I think this movie should have been in a theater so that it could have been a communal experience. Because I think now that I'm thinking about the pacing of it, I think that's how the pacing feels to me to give those moments for the audience to interject. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think I it's even more enjoyable. The only thing I would say to that is even if we had a larger audience experience, uh-huh. are we laughing with it or at it? At it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Nikisha I mean, already answered. <laughs> so there were moments of with it for me. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Some of the parts were funny. Like you didn't mention Jungle Pussy is the name of the rapper who was is, like La La's girl throughout it. There's some of their little scenes I was like, 
Yar wild. Um, like Yar wilding. Uh, what is her name? Madison? T.S. T.S. Madison. T.S. Madison. I thought she was hilarious. I Absolutely. wanted to see her again. I was mad she only had one scene. That's like, most, I really, yeah. really wanted to see her again. I thought... I don't know if, if that's their pronoun, but I wanted to see them again. I thought that that was really funny. There were some funny moments, but there were also moments where I thought I should be laughing, but I'm not. Exactly. So I think that that goes to like the pacing, but also with the pacing, I felt like there's some techniques that are like signatures of Numa to me. Like a scene is going on and there's dialogue, but the characters aren't talking to each other. It's a voiceover of their conversation, but they're doing other things in the scene. That's like a signature thing of hers, which I really, really like usually, but it, it felt kind of jolty in this movie. Like I was like going back and forth with that. So I think that disrupted the pacing too. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into the recap. One year after professional and career setbacks, Jenna Jones is asked by her mom to see herself out the door. In a montage of magazines and newspaper articles, it shows us the rise and fall of her personal life and career. One can imagine how hard such a public falling out would have been. Was it too soon for her mother to kick her out or... Does Jenna need to pull up her grown woman panties? And as dumb black mamas, I also want to know, when do you provide love, time, and affection versus tough love? First of all, Oosha. now let me say this. I have seen the movie. I, I rewatched the movie to make sure I was, you know, keen on the details for this discussion. I still, to this, at this moment, don't know what happened there. Don't know what the downfall was. Didn't read the headline, I guess. Unclear. I, Yes, <laughs> I agree. And yeah. it's not important. Was it the that relationship thing? that imploded and then that created a rift in her career? Exactly. We are thrown Completely into unclear. Complete and never ever got enough insight into it to be mad at Brian to know, you know, so Yes. What um, exactly. Okay. I thought I was I thought I missed the headline. Okay, so I didn't carry on. Crystal, what do you think? Okay, so I did miss the headline. I assumed that Jenna was not a nice person based Ooh. on her based on her conversation with I keep calling her the mom. I, Darcy, I don't know Darcy. Dar, based on her conversation with Darcy, um, when she had to come crawling back to Darcy and she's taking a job that's beneath her. So I assumed that she wasn't a nice person. I can't remember the headlines, but I like the way they did the headlines. I thought that was a really cool collage mm -hmm. that gave me a lot of hope for the film i was like oh that's so cool we're doing exactly. cool things it reminded me of um the outcast movie that i think has like some really cool graphic things going on yeah. in that movie yes yeah, so first wives club yeah and so oh one of my favorite movies check out that, that recap oh that's one of my favorite movies <laughs> y'all and y'all did the recap good but um that's what i assumed and i thought that the relationship imploded and then she got fired. And so that was my assumption of it. But as far as keeping yes. the person out of the house, so I have grown children and one of our grown kids is living with us right now and is about to leave. And that's a really hard thing to judge. What are you enabling and what are you uh, empowering, right? Ooh, and so, good. yeah, it's a really, really hard thing for parents of adult children to judge. In that situation, I think it would depend on which child it was, because all of my children have different personalities. And some of my children are, some, some of my children 
are going to keep going to the well as long as they can keep going. And so you have to know which ones really need it and which ones are you um, enabling. And you also have to ask yourself, is there any information that they didn't get from me that's causing this setback? And if it is, then I parent again and I give that time to set up and we make a plan and all of that. So I am keen on helping my children um, make a plan and have a vision. And if things don't go this way, what is what are we going to do here? What does your support system look like? And all of those things. So I don't just believe in like, you got to get out. I will say I had a lot of empathy for, you know, her husband wouldn't touch her with the daughter in the house. <laughs> and, and, exactly. and I feel like he, they probably waited like, well, we did our part. We've been, you know, free with it all this time. And then you come back up in here. We got to like pick and choose time. Well, my question is, I know your mama and daddy didn't wait no year. Like, I hope y'all was getting they it in when she went to the store no on occasion. No way. Get out the probably, house. But, but it probably wasn't, when your kids are gone, you feel like, oh, this is our house. Yeah. Like, this is our house. So cue Janet Jackson anytime, any place. Yeah. So when you've been rocking like that for, I don't know, let's say they've been rocking like that for 20 years. I mean, she was in her 40s and rocking like that for 20 years. It's kind of hard to go back to just the bedroom and the bed and, qu- and being quiet. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like speak on it, quiet, speak like on it, Crystal. Get so into I, TMI. Friend. So I just I had a lot of had a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for that, you know. And I mean of course it was extreme because it's comedy. So it's like your dad won't touch me while you're in the house. You know, so it was extreme because it's comedy. But you know, I did have a lot of empathy for that. So I do want to say that. No, I mean, she, they, everybody's growing in that scenario. So she just would have had to hear some things. And that, that part. Yeah. That part. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Motivation to move out sooner. But Boom. I absolutely love that conversation of enable versus empower. Yeah. I know. I and I especially, I especially appreciate you saying, is there something they still, like, is there a gap? Is there something they mm-hmm. still need? Because I do think we often are like, well, you you should be at, at an age where you've learned everything you need from me and have moved on and learned mm-hmm. other things from the world. But the idea that that's not necessarily always going to be the case, there are still going to be things that you recognize that, hey, here's some additional wisdom I could be given to you no matter mm-hmm. what age you are as your parent. And that's, I love and appreciate that so much. Yeah, Absolutely. because depending on where I was at that time where you were supposed to be learning that, depending on where I was in my own journey, like outside yes. of parenting, depending on the kind of child you were and depending on what was going on in our lives as Black people, what was going on in the world, you're bound to miss something. And I mean, there's still things that I'm learning at my big age yes. that I go to my oh, home for, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I have, I have grace and space for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I yield to Crystal because she's got the adult children. So I'm learning from her in real time. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I'm a that's black gonna mama be me and Delora. That's gonna be me I'm, and Delora. I'm a black mama too. <laughs> I got a five year old baby girl, Ooh. and yeah, it's it's been oh. a beautiful journey up into this point. So I absolutely love your yeah. podcast and yeah. love what you oh, all are doing you. for Black women. That last episode about menopause was real i was like yo i had no (laughs) idea what the rules were and what to look out for so i feel i feel empowered and informed so that was beautiful good good that's a fun episode we're gonna have her back on yeah yay 
Okay. So as you mentioned, Jenna moves back to New York and finds a new job as a creative director with her arch nemesis, Darcy. Would you do it? Would you go to a known rival and ask for a freaking job? The way my pride is set up? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been working an online job for mama's (laughs) house. I would have started a podcast about fashion. Oh, there we go. Oh, yes. There we go. I definitely think that they set this up for the tension of the situation because Jenna established herself in her career long ago. So no matter what happened, unless it was some type of public crazy scandal Mm -hmm. that she could not possibly come back from, she would have found a job. You know what I'm saying? Like she, I don't think there was any thought that her qualifications or capabilities had diminished with whatever had gone down so to me it was just set up for the tension Dar- she would have been fine with or without um darzine so yeah <laughs> I mean, just the, like the, she got that job in the end at columbia it she was gonna be fine exactly yeah. exactly yeah and the part that they that, that they did touch on that i think is real is like she felt like she didn't have a lot of years left so she yes. felt like back that. into a young person's game. Yeah, yes, she yeah. felt like that. That clock. Was and you lose more... that energy. Like it's yeah. so exhausting after a while. It's like I've been there, done that. Why do I have to start from the beginning? Yeah, which I do think is real. Honey Child, which is a podcast by Felicia Pride, who is a film and television writer. She wrote for Queen Sugar and mm, love that show. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So um, she has a podcast called. Honey Child, Child, I forgot what it's called, but they just recently did an episode about something like this. Like you've built up your career and all this, and then you've had all these years and all of a sudden you're out the door and it's about uh, that happening to black women. So I thought that that was very real, like building up that career and then you're gone and then you have to figure out, okay, well, I don't have all these years ahead of me. What am I going to do? But I just, Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have. You I know. won't even work for white people. So I don't even <laughs> why would I I can't imagine. This is this is I can't imagine. for me, I'm always like, but let's look at the other side. I do believe in don't despise small beginnings. So mm. every once in a while I think it's worth in life humbling yourself. So in mm. this situation, mm-hmm. I guess I see it to an extent, but I also appreciate you all's feedback as well. So <laughs> Yeah, this was one of those places where I thought that the writing left me wanting. For example, mm. when she yes. was, you know, we, the f- very first time we see her with the two girlfriends in the apartment and she's talking about, you know, whatever, the breakup, how she's back here, she's starting over, whatever. And they're like, now tell us about this Darzine. You're like, you really going to work for her? And it just fell flat because she was like, yeah, I mean, her rationale you know Darcy's not going to put a black woman on or whatever unless she thinks she can get something out of it so I know how to play the game I know and they're like yeah you know how to play the game next scene that's how they get it yeah I know exactly what you're talking about and Dolores that point of being humble like it's not even that I felt like the position was beneath her necessarily because again we didn't get too much establishment of what her career trajectory has been so it's not even about the position being beneath her it's about this tension between her and this woman that clearly is not just professional but also personal with yeah, the exactly. whole you slept with my man situation so you know exactly. I just, who wants to we have enough stress when we have to take on certain roles and live this <sighs> life I don't want to knowingly go into this situation with somebody so that's real yeah I just I just I mean I can't think of any arch nemesis that I have right now Right now, keyword. 
you know me for me it's but like I'm oh just... i don't acknowledge the haters it's like it's your personal problem not mine yeah, you know what i mean I, so but i just don't but I, just someone who i had let's say someone who i had tension with at a work in the past i just don't think i would just go and ask him for a job i just wouldn't do it i just wouldn't do it there's other ways there's other ways yeah yeah mm. so it's a no for me jenna links up with her friends to celebrate a new job and new dick and she meets a young tenderoni who calls her sleeping beauty mm-hmm. what did you think about this meet cute we kind of talked about it earlier um ashley and i love a good meet cute this one is not in the hall of fame for me uh <laughs> and that's because to what we were saying earlier him out here talking about i love you and then he was like i'm looking for something real and she's like i'm seasoned like lowry's i was like is this what we're is this what we're doing (laughs) is this the dialogue that was written on the page or was this improvised either way all types of wrong i felt more excited by lala's character in this scene of the situation and even the the asian chick who was whatever that relationship was that was more exciting than whatever her and Keith went and did over in the corner. Because again, really? if this is supposed to be the romantic entanglement of this film, yes, Jada, entanglement, I just needed way more to establish like a chemistry. Like it just felt so abrupt. I'm at a party. I'm messing with a 20 year old. I'm making out. I slide down his pants. So now I got to run out the party. Like, it just didn't feel good to me. I didn't, it didn't they make were me feel going good. But not before saying, I think insta, I love you. Right, right. They're going for that insta love. And because this is a visual medium, I didn't feel it. I didn't see it. No. Like, actually, a rom needs to give me the warm and fuzzies or it's not exactly. doing its job. Mm-hmm. That's that part. Just the point. So I felt a couple of things. I called my daughter in on this because I was like, maybe I'm old and I haven't been out in a while. <laughs> And I'm, I'm also an introvert, so I'm terrible at clubs. I, you know, we went to parties in college, but it, I went to parties, <laughs> this sounds strange. I was with the parties with a purpose. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm here for this, or Who's this is a fundraiser room? for this. Yes. But I, I, I rarely just like went out. Like fun for me was like, oh, I have play rehearsals tonight. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're doing a new scene. I was but, a resident advisor in mm, college. So if that yeah. gives you any idea. So I was <laughs> not. So I, so I was like, well, maybe I just don't understand. Like, this is how it goes down now, you know? And so I, I asked my, I was like, so is, is this like a normal, I'm going to be on this podcast. I need, is this like normal? And she's like, ah, it feels weird. She was like, it felt weird to her too. And then I thought, the other thing I thought was like, I don't find him attractive. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I have a 13 year old son and I also have um, a 23 year old son. And I felt like he had the body of a 15 year old. So I was struggling a lot. Y'all don't see the Lord. <laughs> I was struggling. And listen, hey, he just wasn't my cup of tea because he looked so young. Yeah, he looked so young. I mean, he didn't have a must. He didn't have like no facial. Like I was like, I was surprised when I found out. If you check his Insta, he has photos that he looks more grown in real life than he does. I don't know. I don't know about the chest. I don't know if there's the chest hair. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't want to get, you know, know. Uh, Michael Always B. So Jordan. Much the man can do with his I don't, chest, okay? don't want to end up on the red carpet with him one day and, you know, he Michael B. Jordan's me, you know, like he did the old girl. Oh but my gosh. That was whack. That it was, was whack. A, it was a lot of things. I, I, I try not to think about it when I think about him, but I don't want that happening. <laughs> but because it was a moment, I was like, I understand. But, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Because we'll be expecting celebs to be petty. You'll be like, hold on. You, yeah. you, bring, you oh. calling me out on this on camera? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she's not the nicest person, but anyway, okay. But anyway, I digress. But I, so I thought like, okay, then maybe it's just me. Maybe I, maybe I can't feel the chemistry between them because I'm not attracted to him, but it, it just felt really, again, I know what they were trying to do with the banter and the dialogue, but it just didn't happen for me. But the scene itself, like what it looked like, I thought it was like, shot well. Shot well. I thought it was shot very well. And again, it, it gave me, I was, it was like, okay, but I'm going to keep watching. Even though I'm, I'm not, you know, seeing this, I'm going to keep watching. I can tell you for those of us who are attracted to Keith, it didn't change. Okay. The okay. feeling. No, didn't change it. And then like, I, I thought she was trying to do like a one night stand thing. So I didn't see the big deal in him being so young. Yeah. The age difference never bothered me either. I mean, that yeah. wasn't the the thing. It was more so the, again, the timing, the pacing, yeah, not just, feeling like yeah, I have I a just... chance to, but it also, you can't fake chemistry. So it's also, you, if your two them. leads don't have the greatest chemistry, that's going to translate to your audience. This is part of it, what it was for me and why I say that, I don't want to blame the casting, so I'll blame the writing, but I do think casting is, is a, a, a challenge here because of the roles that Gabrielle has played and who we've seen her as a powerful, independent, successful Black woman, she would never, in the roles we've seen her in before and how we're used to seeing her, that person would never settle for these dry-ass lines, this, (laughs) just this no game, like how this brother came was so whack and so often repeatedly and we'll, we'll get into further like his, how his mama told him to shut up or go to his room like that to abide that yeah. as this boss chick you know what I mean that well, but did you like, but did you really feel she was boss chick in this movie because I, I felt she was very I did feel like she was as boss as we're used to seeing her I didn't feel Mary Jane no, definitely one married. Right. No, but, but if you see how the assistants greeted her when she first entered that Darcy. Right, like, oh, right, yeah. right. Like right. you yeah, she was somebody. You're, right. Mm-hmm. Right. And grown. I don't know. I she think, didn't walk in that though you know, through I'm, most of this film. I'm so. gonna she was, I'm she was gonna, on a comeback. She, she yeah. kept making a comeback. I'm gonna use my own life. Like I feel like people can see you one way, but how you really feel and how you in and uh, I know people could see me one way, but then when they probably saw me interact with men, they were probably like, what the hell is going Like, who is this person? Because I was very, you know, I mean, I just, I didn't date well. So I was, I, I just think you can be one way in one scenario. And then in another scenario, maybe she was just awkward and, and insecure. And granted, I'm, she I'm, was coming yeah. off of a 10-year relationship. So yes. she was like a newborn baby in the dating yeah. game again. Trying and to so, that. I didn't get none of that from this movie. And I blame them, <laughs> not me as a viewer. I blame yeah, you know, like I didn't. What I'm saying is I came oh. in with this view of who she would be based on all the other worlds I've seen mm-hmm. her in. And to to reimagine her now in the way that you all are explaining her, awkward. 
no, you know, I didn't get that. And okay, I got you. was supposed to. No, that's but that's real. so fair, though. I, I mean, that. I that's so that. fair. And she has had some great, chem- like, Paramore Chestnut, peak for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peak, peak chemistry. You know what right? I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even her and Michael Ely ended up. Oh, I was going to say her Michael Ely. Mm-hmm. Sizzling. Absolutely. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like you, mm-hmm. it, we have been with Gabrielle Union as an audience for a very long time. So to your point, Nakisha, yes, it is. You do still have those residual thoughts in your head where you're like, but I've seen her in this mm-hmm. and I've seen her with yeah. this person. And so it it translates as the audience for sure. Yeah. I and it happens about... in her real life. Her husband's right now. Yeah. Nine years younger. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true, Nikki. Yeah, I'm thinking about her and LL Cool J. That was that seemed like oh yeah, effort, effortless chemistry there. Yeah, yeah, they did have the chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel so very... bad that it wasn't just me. Mm. It wasn't okay. It wasn't. There are some people who loved it. Trust. So it's okay. They got a balance. Okay. Okay. They got some balance out there. In the plot twist, the very next day, we find out that that handsome young man that she did not get his name or vice versa is the new videographer and Darcy's one and only son. Let's take a deep dive into this mother-son dynamics, okay? Off the bat, first glance, do you think they have healthy boundaries? Or is he always going to be her baby? Okay, so I have three sons. When when she was talking to him... When she was talking to him at first, you know, like, I would do that if my sons were with me. Uh, no matter how old they are, they're like, you know, my babies. And so I forgot what she was saying to him. She's like, oh, look at you. Look, like, I I still, you know, I kind of like still do that now to my 13-year-old. My Don't 23, do it. Don't do that. My 23-year-old is like, yo, I need you to, okay? But I, healthy boundaries, I think it's relative. I mean, I... <laughs> My five-year-old currently fights me over me calling her a baby. I'm like, you will always be my baby. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> like, I I am prone to grab my son's face and, like, pinch their cheeks. I'm not going to do baby talk to a big 26-year-old in a business setting. You're not going to do it, Crystal. My son? Baby talk. I mean, because I, I didn't know if I felt like she was hiring him, like, for real, for real. I felt like it was like, he fresh out of grad school. I got my own business. You can come and work for me. It's like, but you know. nepotism. Yeah. It's like, it's you know, my nepotism. son now is like, you know, I need some money. Can I help you out with your YouTube channel? Because it's struggling. And I'm like, okay, but he ain't like, for real, for real, like, working for me. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. He is an adult. So I do think that you. No, it's not healthy boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy. But I don't I don't think the way that she was interacting with him at the job is what didn't make it healthy. I, I, there were some things that she did as a mom that I wouldn't do, but there are things that I do as a mom. I think even even with my with, with my daughter that I that I do that denotes, you know, we have a very affectionate relationship i'm a very affectionate mom very affectionate particularly with my boys because i read that boys stop receiving affection when they hit double digits Mm. and the only time that they receive affection after that is uh for sexual intimacy and so i want them to grow up and understand that 
you deserve, you're worthy of, and you need affection outside of that. And it tends them, it makes them act out in other ways and it gives them a warped kind of sense of sexual, it gives them a warped sense of touch and when someone touches them and what that means. Wow. So that's deep. That's yeah. deep. Then, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think Darcy thought she was trying when she was like, call me Darcy at work. I think she thought that was a boundary. I think she thought that meant, yes. hey, we are professional here. Do not call me mom. But you could tell that's still like she's a single mom. That's her only child. You ain't this never. I don't feel like that dynamic would ever change. So, well, see, that was weird to me when she was like, call me Darcy at work. But then she was doing the baby talk. Right. So that was that's I, what she she I think she thought she was trying. OK, I okay. think she thought she was. Okay. I think that that's also consistent of her character throughout, though. You'll see further on, she's treating him like a grown up, but then behind closed doors with Gabrielle, you know, or Jenna, treating him like a straight child. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's real for parents, too. I think there are moments when you, and it's unfair because there are moments when you're like, okay, you're an adult. I recognize you as an adult. And then you want to pull these moments where, like, no, you're my child. And that's unfair. And it uh, does not create a safe space for the child because they're not really sure who you're going to show up as mm -hmm. in whatever moment. So I, I do think that that's not fair. I agree. Let's talk about Jenna and Eric's relationship. The surprise soured things a bit. Uh, so they went from kissing to ragging on each other on their ages. Jenna isn't properly collaborating with Eric and they failed on the T.S. Madison shoot that we were talking about earlier with yeah. Taraji P. Hinton. What were your thoughts on these generational jokes that they were doing with one another? Were they cute and endearing or hurtful? Neither for me. Yeah. I didn't find them cuter. And I thought, I thought it was got a little old um, pretty I soon, agree. pretty quick. Oh, I see what you did there, Nikisha. It got a little old. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose, but I'll take oh, it. Oh, okay. That was a yeah. show on purpose. It did, it did though, right? Like after a while, I was like, okay, okay, I get it. There's a big age gap. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? But it couldn't, it, it didn't, they land, it fell flat for me, but y'all know so far I've been consistent <laughs> in my feedback on it. So, um, I thought there were other ways to explore those age differences that I would be much more interested in. That could have been funny Ooh, moments. Like okay. I know, you know, first of all, I know if I, at, how old was he in the movie? 26. 20, he was 26. Oh, she Lord. was 40 and he was like, yeah, 25, 26. Yeah, like He's the same age. He's the same age as my daughter. So I'm thinking about her male friends, right? I know 1000% that there would be, e even if the sex was good, there would be, uh, differences about how we roll in the bedroom. And so I think that there could have been moments like that that could have explored that or Ooh, that yeah. you know, or that could have been where where that where that laughter could have come in instead of just uh, uh, that kind of constant um, banter. And that did feel a little rom-com-ish to me, you know, because like in a rom-com, it's like, oh, I don't like you, but I do. Get away from me. Please come closer. So it kind of, it it did give it, you know, that feel. It did make me wonder like, oh, I wonder what the sex is going to be like. Oh, okay. Yeah. It didn't feel flirtatious enough to me. Again, this, I think, oh. these were, I think were failed opportunities to build that chemistry. 
and to sort of build that sexual tension between them. And I didn't, it, it wasn't, there wasn't an, enough of it. It, was, it wasn't, um, I think, creative enough mm-hmm. again, because it got old. And like you said, there are a lot of other ways they could have explored that. There's a lot of yeah. other ways. Yeah. Yeah. deeper into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, because the banter wasn't sexual. It was like mm-hmm. just old jokes or young jokes. You know what I mean? So yeah, I get that. Yeah. You know, it could have been all... Oh, you can't handle me. I'll wear you out. Whatever. Yeah. That yeah. I got you. Been yeah. Building up to something. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. That's true. That's I true. Like but, this idea. Well, Nikisha, did it start to turn you off of the movie? Cause I was still, I was still in there. I was still in there. I was still like, <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I was still in there. I was waiting for the sex. I was waiting to see how the sex was going to be. On the rewatch. I realized in the cab that he told her about Madison. Yes. Her age what she does for a living, who she is like, mm-hmm. totally missed that the first time around. So I realized the first time around, I was I was checking out a lot. That's unlike me in a movie. I just really was having oh, trouble okay. staying engaged. Wow, I was, I was engaged. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 I, I was I was waiting to. I was like, if the sex is popping, I'm gonna you were stay. Just gonna get to the sex. Huh? Yeah. I was just waiting for the well, sex. Well, then SWV brought you in, honey. They brought you on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happened. The couple found commonality for their love of old Black Hollywood. Their appreciation led to the development of the Perfect Fine series that infused old Black Hollywood with today's influencers like Remy Ma. And it was a success for the business. Were you all familiar with Nina Mae McKinney? No, I wasn't. Um, I was familiar with Nina Mae McKinney, but I it's not even because of film. It's not even because that. I, AMC... <laughs> And turn a movie classics is my jam. Like I, <laughs> I love that. No, there's nothing. I, I openly talk about my love for CBS Sunday morning. So like, I get, I get it. It's like I love Turner movie classics. Like I watch silent films. Um, I'm a huge Oscar New Show fan. Like, yeah. So yeah. So I knew uh, who she was just from my love for the, um, old films. I w- could you appreciate Crystal because that's your jam and you knew some of the folks they're talking about better than others. Did you do that commonality between them sort of start to build chemistry for you? It, could you see what they yes. were doing in that? Okay. I, I saw, I could see what they were doing in that. And I also appreciated that. Um, I knew that a lot of people wouldn't know who she was. And so I liked that the film was bringing, because they could have used, you know, Dorothy Danridge or, you know, they could have used someone else, but I appreciated that they used someone who wasn't, who's not as well known to kind of give us, to bring, I I appreciated that they brought a name forward. So um, some black history that. Yeah. And that's very rom-com-ish. Like, you know, oh, we find something that we both, love and we begin we we both are passionate about this and that passion turns into something else so yeah yeah. so I I did like that I also love Remy Ma in this because I wasn't expecting her and I thought that she looked so like pretty and feminine Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't usually get a chance to see her like in her career so it's like I loved them including her in this series for that Oh, she's so feminine. She's, I mean, now I I think, you know, in the nineties, you know, that wasn't, you know, but now she's very much, uh, uh, I don't want to say softened, but aesthetically, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I loved it though. I loved that part of it. I didn't want it to stop. I loved it. 
<laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite look? So you saw there was Aretha Franklin and we had Carmen and Diana Ross. Was there anything? Um, absolutely. Diana Ross, I think, is always going to be my favorite when it comes to that, because Diana Ross has such iconic photos. She like, does. I mean, I can't think of anybody else who has that many iconic photos that are so iconic. So she's, I mean, I think she's always going to be um, my favorite. You can always pull from her for inspiration. You really, really can. Yeah. Tia Williams uh, was a part of that particular look, that author oh, of was she? the novel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. That's really cool. I heard the novel was way better than the movie. I believe it. And I love novels. It has to be. I was so torn. I was so torn about reading it and then watching the movie and being disappointed. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and just watch this movie. Yeah. It would be a tough read. For it to ever have gotten greenlit, in my opinion, means that there was some great content that was in the book. You think it would be a tough read now, Nikisha? No, I think it would be a tough read um, if if it were not better than the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, I heard it was way better. Yeah. Than the movie. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. highly acclaimed, too. Highly yeah. acclaimed. Yeah. So during this time, Jenna and Eric went from not being friends to friends to lovers. I want to take a quick pit stop and talk about Jimmy. Jimmy, the main reason for the dinner party that Jenna put on for her friends, the same Jimmy who spoke about. Arfie and his right. ass beatboxing. <laughs> the 50-year-old man who decided to have a pity party in the middle of a dinner and Jenna tries to comfort him and he calls her out for her quote-unquote tone. I was like, Negro, please. You wonder why you're single. Like, I'm not trying to be awful, but... Nobody's wondering why Jimmy's single. Absolutely. <laughs> no one is wondering why Jimmy is single. Jimmy even knows why he's single. Yes. Oh, man. Nobody is wondering. I thought this was real friends-ish, though. Let's have a dinner party for a blind date and invite the guy I'm crushing with at work. Like That was ridiculous. Oh, who does this? Really? That oh, was man. ridiculous to me. Really? You thought yeah. so? Ridiculous. I, because, because, first of all, we're, we're oh. just trying to establish and develop a professional relationship, given everything that happened and us having our words and all of that. Now, all of a sudden, I'm telling you, I have this date, this love interest coming over to the house. So I'm going to invite you and your friends, hey, y'all little friend. 20-somethings to my house for this blind date it was just it was such such a movie moment to me like for sure Nakisha I'm with you that was a movie moment it was not natural whatsoever and even when this started I'm like wait so it's really just y'all like I thought she was about to have like an apartment full of people and y'all are just coming okay so dinner party of six yeah okay so I'm (laughs) a little weird is basically I'm a little weird (laughs) (laughs) you would never no, Nikisha, Nikisha, how much did I date in college? Everybody was always like, do you have the date? I like, it just was a rare thing for me, but I would have loved it because I'm, I can be like a bit socially awkward. So it would be more relaxed to me if it was that's a dinner the people party. Gonna invite those is, that's the people, the work crush and his 20 something friends. But I, she, home I, I think she did that because she knew she really liked him and you know it's like it's kind of like that like you know you really like this person so you 
But you, you know, so then you invite him to your date? I, I'm not saying it's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> saying what are the game is this? Fear to be on here. I mean fear. <laughs> fear would not co-sign this foolishness. She, she wouldn't would co-sign it, but she'd be able to explain it better because she's a therapist. Mm. But I, I'm not saying it's right, but I am saying I I understand why she did it. Because she likes him. And so if she likes him, but then she's trying to prove like, I, I oh God, I don't she's know how to explain grown, it. though, sis. You talked about back in your 20s. She's grown, though. Well, but you know, there have been some shows where it was grown folks doing some things. And I was like, oh, they're how old? And they're doing that? <laughs> so, I mean, I... I get it. I'm not saying it's right, but I get it. It's like, well, let me prove that we're really friends. That's very rom-com-ish too. Let me yes. prove yeah, that we're we really can be friends. Oh, perfect example. You remember when um on a different world when Whitley set Dwayne up with somebody and they yes. were all and they all ended up in the same place. You know what I'm saying? So it was all your personal of- and other references are college age people. She grown, sis grown grown yeah but she's been in a relationship for 10 years so like maybe her growth um, (laughs) revert back to 20 (laughs) let me let me say this though let me say this at least this made for a funny scene like i said when i did the my grade like this was one of the funnier scenes to me i enjoyed it i could see the camaraderie of the cast like the dancing scene when everybody was like that was funny her and keith being off on the side though i'm like bro really like y'all are making this something it doesn't need to be for me but sure if this is how y'all want to get down sure but it was funny it was funny what she said (laughs) (laughs) i digress i had to talk about jimmy because i'm like man this is their attempt of you know putting her with someone who is quote unquote within her age range right versus oh and i was a little guy i'm still in the dating game jimmy triggered me a little bit because like with kevin samuels those guys who like you go out with and even if I mean you could tell she was trying she was making an effort to like speak to him certain times get to know him and then they immediately hit that wall of like their insecurity and that red flag shows up I was like oh this is a little triggering like that's a little bit that happens way too often and it's sad that that happened during their first little initial get together but obviously as y'all said we know why Jimmy is still single yeah, it was very Kevin Samuelish. I thought. I was like, was oh, just, are we, are it's we, just red flag on the play. Red are, red. We, are we trying to get him to the ancestor realm? What's going on? Why are we? <laughs> I mean, the Africa chain. <laughs> why are we? Why do we have this? Why do we on. have this? <laughs> this thought process, you know. It was a lot going on. Was, but you got your sex in this scene, so did you gotcha. enjoy the sex? No. You didn't like that. I didn't enjoy it either. Oh. The music didn't do it for me throughout most of this movie. So what what I what I want to comment on on the mm-hmm. sex scene is that um have y'all seen the 40-year-old version? Of yes. course. We recapped okay, so it. The 40-year-old version. Oh, I gotta listen to that. Y'all One of my favorite movies. Favorite movie. We watch them all. So the 40-year-old version, and also <laughs> I have been known to watch an episode or two of Sisters on BET. Oh, that's my mama show. <laughs> Sorry, Ma, to put you out there. Yeah, you be watching some trash. That show is, I can't even sit through an episode, I'll be honest with you. What I'll say is, every time I turn it on there, 
there is an oral sex scene. Like, I mean, getting it in, like every single time. But here's the deal. I didn't know my vagina was near my knee. So that's why I didn't do it for me. Honey. (laughs) I wish this would go down. I... (laughs) Okay. So I... (laughs) The logistics were even off. See? Can I lower my grade? I can't even get into it. Because I'm like... Even the sex is trash. It's a D. (laughs) It's a D. We didn't even get the D. That's a big thing for me. We didn't even (laughs) get the D. Name me a time in this movie. Y'all saw him... No. Whip it out. No. So there there was no scene. There was no stroking scene? Was no. Scene? Okay. So I, well, okay. My comment on the oral sex thing is I felt like, oh, okay, so this must be like how it's going down. Because this is, because I see that consistently with love scenes when it's a older woman and a younger man, which is really, really interesting. Well, it's me. also mm-hmm. for the woman gaze too, right? So yeah. I'm I'm reminded of some of the better sex scenes in like Bridgerton or I don't want to talk about the sex scenes in Bridgerton because oh. I have issue with that. But go ahead. Mm-mm. We don't want to go down that. I okay. have issue. I have a major issue. That was built up to me. I just watched Bridgerton and that was totally built up to me. All this stuff and dude could only last 30 seconds <laughs> in every scene. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? I I need to know. I'm on season one. The original. I'm talking about reggae. She's talking about reggae. So finally we get to the sex scene and it's like 30 seconds. And I'm like, okay, well, that was the first scene. And every scene is 30 30 seconds. I thought you were going to say the potential rape situation that happened was what got you about that. She wants no. what world a brother goes 30 seconds than the other and you kid. ain't never got nobody pregnant and yeah, you only go know. 30 seconds <laughs> ain't nobody tried to trap you it'll be mm. easy to trap you because you only See? go 30 seconds <laughs> Did I say we didn't want to go down here I told you we didn't want to go here I was really upset it's, about it's that still I a felt... drama. <laughs> in the second Bridgerton the Anthony. Anthony goes way longer and let's not even talk about Queen Charlotte okay I don't know. My brother-in-law was like, Crystal, it's not porn. It's a drama. I'm like, you could have fooled me. It's a little soft pornish, but I'm not hating on Shonda. But what I am saying is the, the, way, the way in which people hype this up to me, the way in which it was hyped up to me. And then I watched and I was like, every time he's 30 seconds, Every time you are hilarious, Crystal. Okay, <laughs> so Crystal. So if that's the it's case, it's her major takeaway from Bridgerton. If that's the case, if that's the case, there is no and way that these sex scenes in this show even remotely satisfied you. There's no that way. part. That no, part. no, and I felt a kind of way about that, and I didn't. Again, I'm always wondering, like, is it just me? Because I did just come off. I I binge all the Bridgertons and. And Queen Charlotte. I was like, maybe that's it. But I I felt like with all the banter and a lot of times in rom-coms with banter like that, that's what you're building up to. And I didn't feel that it delivered. Now, the intimacy scenes though, I did appreciate. Like the scene where they were lying on the bed and he was naked yeah, and she was pillow naked. talking. The pillows. I really appreciated those intimacy scenes, but this, the sex scenes, I was like, 
Ah, okay. I mean, I do appreciate, you know, the woman, you know, receiving oral sex. I'm always going to appreciate that in a movie, uh, in a film. I'm always going to appreciate that. But I did want something more after that because I began to wonder. uh, And again, I I remember that this is a rom-com, like, of course, in a relationship, you need more than sex, but they they had this passion that they're now beginning to build around out uh, outside of the relationship. And I just didn't feel that the physical passion matched. And so then I'm like, well, why are we still in intimate relationship then? You know, mm-hmm. like, why aren't we just in work relationship? Again, if you look at, and I thought it was done so perfectly in the 40 year old version, like that relationship with her and the younger guy, I thought was done so well. Like I understood outside of a physical relationship why they were together and in the physical relationship. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Know, I, th- that I think that's where the dialogue is raised for me as well. Even in those moments where they are doing pillow talk, his sentences are short, his vocabulary is limited. <laughs> if you watch it back, he never actually says anything. And mm. but sh- but that's not who her character is. She's, you know. She elaborates. She she thinks so. Yeah. I mean, he shared about his dad. Did he though? What did we know <laughs> about his dad? <laughs> now you now I'm gonna have to go watch it a third time because what we always do when we recap these is we watch it once and then we have to watch times. it again. Yeah. Because you realize how much you miss on a first watch for sure. Yeah. But now I'm gonna have to watch it a third time and like re-examine. So was she just pulling everything out of him? Because granted, that is some guys. Some guys are not. Yeah really yeah. verbose and so in, even in conversation you have to be the one to kind of lead them yeah but I didn't even notice that so I wonder was that supposed to be another product of his character or his age or both and I'm, or I'm glad I, you bring yeah. that up Nikisha because the one of the things that he constantly did throughout this movie is whenever things got difficult he walked away mm-hmm. and some may say oh yeah there Circle may be some healthy elements Circle to low. it in terms of um you know not wanting to yell at someone or have you know not control anger but when you're unable to articulate your thoughts and 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 walk away every time, then there's a problem. Yeah. So I, I thought he did share. I felt like he did share. I felt like, you know, he talked about like his, you know, him, it just being him and his mom. I felt again, I have a 26-year-old daughter who's very uh, verbose, and I have a 23-year-old son who, when talking to women, not so much. Mm. And so, uh, and having conversations with them, with, with my sons in general about like communicating and communicating with people who, who you like. So I didn't feel, one of the conversations that I have with my daughter all the time is like, you want a guy like you see in the movies, who's doing all this communicating, who's telling his feelings and all of that. And you have to really think about like in the real world, are men nurtured to do that? And given his relationship with his mother, I mean, who was his only parent? I'm I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't see that as I didn't see that as out of character. I I felt I felt like he did, I felt like he shared like a man, which is really interesting because a lot of people, well not a lot of people on Twitter and now threads. <laughs> um 
talk about how younger men are are much more into their feelings and they're great at you know sharing and 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 talking about their feelings and confrontation and they're reading all of these feminist books you know what i'm saying versus older men like jimmy who aren't but now that you bring that up there are some similarities between him and jimmy they're just acting it out i guess in different ways but mm, i i did yeah. thought he shared i i mean if you feel like it, if you feel so moved, watch it back. For for example, I don't okay. know if it was in this scene, Delora, or not. I know you're trying to guide us here, but you know, we need help. Um, <laughs> the scene where she's like, I want a love that's so obscene. And they talk about the yeah. the, the movie scene, the chalice, they you know turned it to drink yeah. from where he drank. And, and she describes in such detail mm-hmm. the love she wants. Mm-hmm. His response to that is, <laughs> she's like, what? What do you mean? Nothing. <laughs> like, it was, what the fuck? Just stop it. Like yeah. no okay, dialogue. He's not Okay, so uh, I think I'm at. I don't think that's the love he wanted. It's which he which we doing that later. Right, later. But I also think and I, okay, we're not ready for this. I, okay, I was going to say this for later. But I think it's a frontal lobe issue. Here you go. Okay. And he is 25. Well, you're supposed to be fully your by brain the not if you've had some sort of trauma. Oh. And this is black man living in, you know, West Tennessee, even though it's New York. No, I, what, what I'm saying is you have to be aware of that when you're dating someone younger. The brain is not fully developed. I and I think so I think much. we see that later. When, <laughs> I kid you not. Later, I, we haven't got to yet, but the scene with his mom, I was literally tapping my head and my my husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, frontal lobe. Frontal lobe. Nothing to do with his brain. Frontal lobe. Yeah. The I, scene in the in the restaurant. Frontal lobe. Frontal lobe. It's not developed. It's not developed. So you have to set your expectations like based on that. Absolutely. And so it's all maybe December is all good until you really think about development. Jenna and Eric are seen out by a mutual acquaintance. Um, the beautiful Winnie Harlow plays Suki in that role. Darcy confronts Jenna. And based off my knowledge and experience with Black woman intuition, Darcy already knew. Why is, is she having this conversation with Jenna about staying away from her son? <laughs> yeah, well, she has to. Like, even if you know... You still have to have the conversation. She, I think she has to have the conversation. She has to. She has to. I feel like it was just out of respect for the fact that they worked together at this point. She was giving yeah. Jenna the opportunity to speak her piece, be honest, you know, have that. Oh, I don't think she was expecting Jenna to be honest. Oh, you don't think she was expecting honesty? Ooh. No, I think she was letting Jenna know, bitch. I like know. putting her on notice. I see you. Yes, I see you. <laughs> I don't think she expected her to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, would you be honest? I mean, I hope I wouldn't be fucking my boss's son. So there's that. <laughs> but, there's that. There's that. There's that. But if, if actually we all get into situations, no, and I mean, that's a great point. I now I give myself and everybody else grace to know that things happen, right? And if there was some little young tenderoni that ended up being somebody I was working with, and if you was working is, with, if you was working with Kofi's mama. Now, why you got to put coffee in this? Damn. Um, that would be, that would be, there's no way, I, there's no way I would be able to stop myself on that one. So that's a good one. 
You got me. Uh, right. If Kofi was working with me and we was laid up, you know, at his mama house, then I don't know what to say. I guess in that case, if me and his mama had to have a chat. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. I would do my best to keep it professional as well, but I probably would not, to your point, not, yeah, have not, spilled yeah. all the tea in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. But again, it, I would have been, I mean, I would have already been formulating how this was going to go down because yeah, I have a lot of anxiety. Exactly. I have a lot of like yeah. overthinking. So I would have been already like, what's the end game with this? Like, how, exactly. Same, same. What am I looking same. for with this? Same. Because once his once his mama confronted me, I would have been like, okay, we got to yeah, I got to get, like, I gotta get out of this. At yeah. this point. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I, I am a, I took, Nikisha keeps saying it. I'm a grown ass woman. I got bills to pay. I have a career. I cannot throw it all away on this. And I've had my fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They get attention from the New York Times. Apparently, they're a little bit too cozy and everybody's seeing it. Um, they're starting to feel a little pressure in the relationship. They show up to Billy's daughter's birthday party and Eric's ex is there. And Jenna is coming off real insecure, not even asking him like what he's doing. She's making assumptions and, uh, you know, him walking away yet again when confronted or, you know, with having a conversation. <laughs> frontal low, frontal low. But the low. way Jenna rolled up on the two of them, the way she walked over there so hard. Very hard. Like, what you doing, sis? Doing. This is where I feel like yourself. You know, and I I know this is but so this is kind of outside commentary. This is where I feel like you gotta know what you're getting involved with. Like, if I'm if I decide to get involved with a 30-year-old, then I gotta confront my insecurities about younger women. I can't be deciding to get involved with, you know, a 28-year-old. And he has an ex-girlfriend that's, or I, I have to really confront my issues around the thought of he's going to leave me for somebody younger. And it's so mm-hmm. interesting because I think that no matter the man's age, women tend to think that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, Demi was Moore, one of her lines yeah. earlier. She was like, men my age wants to date girls like the 22 year old Right. Yeah. 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 And like, um, Demi Moore talked about that in in her uh, memoir when she was dating Ooh. Ashton Kutcher. She uh, yeah. she was like, you know, I wanted to be the fun person. I wanted him to think that I was fun, you know. And part of that is because he was so much, you know, younger than her. You know what I mean? But I just feel like you gotta know, or or you gotta be like, I can't do this because I I know I'll be, you know, my head will be on a swivel every time a young chick walks by. It, it was a hard watch. It was so, I knew it was going to happen and still I cringed. I was like, mm. but it was also for me, like management expectations. Like you want to keep him over here to the side as a secret and yet manage what he will or won't do in his interactions with other people. Mm. Like I don't what, are, what are the expectations? You don't feel like that's unfair? I don't, but you can't go by me. I, was I, don't, a terrible don't, do I don't even want to say fair. I wouldn't even say fair versus unfair. I'll say realistic versus unrealistic. Right. Because when yeah, you, you have someone that you're holding to the side and in the shadows and you see them and they're doing their thing, yeah, you may have an issue with it, but that's your personal issue because the expectations are set to your standards, her standards that, hey, our, our relationship is a secret. So if our relationship is a secret, even if he was flirting with Madison, who 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 gonna check me, boo? 
Like that. Right. <laughs> but, right. but even if our relationship is a secret, we we agreed on some ground rules. Did we? When? Did the ground rules? Well, it didn't happen. Say you can't when? take pictures of Madison? At a birthday party. When did yeah. we agree? I didn't hear any agreement of anything. I just feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know why we're a secret. You know why. Because your mama can't find out, right? And she's already, you know, kind of on to us. So you know why we're a secret. Well, okay? then, Crystal, if that's the case, what's in game? What do you want from me? That's mm. what I would say if I was him. What do you want from me? He didn't want the secret anyway. He was like, I don't what he about He said, kiss me right now. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, this is my thing. Okay. He's like, kiss me right now. You don't want this to be a secret. But when you confronted by your mama, you don't have nothing to say. So, <laughs> so he reverted so I, to like a six-year-old. Right. Exactly. So I, so I feel like I feel like Jenna was right. Jenna was right. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't ready for this to really go. You ain't really ready. Jenna, but and I, that now was I do, clear early I, on. Yes, I, I do think Jenna, what I mean, frontal lobe, you gotta be like <laughs> 28. I wish y'all any, could like, see Crystal. Trauma? This whole time she keep pointing to her head, this whole frontal, recording. Watch, I was like, I would try to my husband, I'd be like, frontal lobe, frontal lobe issue right there, frontal lobe. But um, I, I feel like, I, I do feel like Jenna was wrong. I do mm-hmm. feel like she was wrong. And I agree with you in terms of managing, exp- no, well, not managing expectations, but like, like you got to know what you're in. You know what I'm saying? You, you're dating a 28 year old. Other 28 year old women are going to look at him. And can you handle that? You know, I, I feel like manage her. I don't know. It, it was, I cringe. I knew it was going to happen. I knew she was going to do it. When they said who the chick was, I was like, oh, this is going to be so hard to watch. But I also feel like, you know, I think he was putting a little extra on it. I didn't see that. I, I didn't see it. That made me, that made me, that may be me projecting. <laughs> so we all coming from our own humanity and our own experiences. Absolutely. And that's why this conversation is fun. I feel like I'm not sure if he has a sixth sense or not, but Brian decides to show up to Jenna's front door. That interaction was very interesting. Do you feel like he showed up out of grief or out of jealousy based off of what he saw on front page of the New York Times? (laughs) I feel like the silence speaks volumes. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't Darcy tell him how to find her? Yes. And and see then, Darcy. I feel like if you show up, you better show up looking your best. He was grieving. He was had lost his mama. If you show up, okay. <laughs> I feel like maybe a little bit of both, which I think is first. I feel like if you're gonna show up, show up looking your best. Okay, he's grieving his mama. Put on your best black suit and maybe oh. be like, "Ooh, child." Oh my! You know what I'm saying? Not the black suit. Whatever. Well, Nikisha said he was grieving, so I'm thinking funeral, whatever, black suit. No, I feel whatever. you. I feel you. Yeah, but just show up and and be like you know, Ucha. because if I'm grieving and I want to lean on my ex, you know, I'm, I'm going to want to have sex. So I'm, I'm going to be conscious of what I have on. I'm not, I'm not going over in my sweats and a head wrap unless he liked that. And I know he liked it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that's number one. Number two, I I didn't come over for tea. Okay. And clearly he did. He wanted her to come up. He didn't come over just for a movie. And he don't even like movies. 
let me just lay my hand on you. You trying to lay your head somewhere else, <laughs> but above the knee. We talked about that earlier. But anyway, um, number two, I thought it was so entitled mm, for him for sure. to show she, up. That man had 10 years of her life and dropped her like a hot potato. Yeah, I felt like that was so entitled. And it's like, oh, I lost my mom. And it's like, it, it, it put. I think it put her in such a tough position of like okay he did lose his mom we were together for 10 years like and I just I thought that was so unfair I thought that was very peak black manish. oh mm-hmm. I felt like it was so yeah. entitled I, I didn't it didn't make me be like oh the ex showed up I felt like ugh, the ex showed up not looking hot and entitled so I I said option C because I, I, you know, maybe some, I'll change it to D all day, but maybe some grief, maybe some missing her. But I also think Darcy had a hand in it by making sure he knew how to find her. But he had been pursuing her by sending her things and trying to, you know, sending her subliminal messages through the articles he he was in and all that. So, you know, for sure he was, you know, trying to win her back. We can argue how hard he was trying. Um, I felt like that was passive aggressive. For sure. And probably indicative of how you was throughout the relationship, to be Aww. honest, you know, yeah. um, and why she was yes. like, enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. But can I tell you what I hated the most about the scene? Can I know I what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Or I know. I saw you and him walking in the rain. Like, why is that? Why? Yeah. You and I are on the same <laughs> page because it just, it was just not right. It didn't work. It was so on the nose. Ah, and that's like, like somebody their whole life was like, I am going to play this song in a movie the first chance I get. <laughs> and walking away, and I'm going to play a forlorn lover watching. <laughs> like, oh. how much more on the note? And I love that song. I, it's my, it, as an actress, it's one thing. of my favorite songs. It's not like the I monologue. don't like the songs, but it just didn't go well. It wasn't pieced well together. Mm-hmm. I yeah. cannot tell y'all I can't take Brian seriously as a love interest because I don't know if y'all watched the show Lucifer that's now on Netflix <laughs> No, <laughs> my guy was a whole angel in that show he was oh, the brother he Aminadel um, I think was his name he came down he was about to be God by the end of the series like I can't take you seriously sir as no love interest in this rom-com because you this I just watched yeah. this, so I just I was taking I couldn't I knew even he familiar. Yeah, I couldn't okay. even he, uh, like take him yeah. seriously in this role because I had just why I had just wrapped that show, so I couldn't like it's not even a factor for me. I was like, okay, he, let's move on. He often plays a very good guy. Um, yes, he's not yeah, usually a yeah, villain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great point. But yeah, I didn't like the Orange Juice Jones thing. I love that song. It's one of the greatest song monologues ever. Um. Yeah, when that played, I was like, Eek. it was one of those moments I was like, oh, why did we do that? I mean, yeah. I was jamming, but I was mad. Like, what? I was jam. I, I don't know. I wasn't jamming. I was like, Eek. I just you see like you like stone faced watching the TV, just shoulders, like kind of <laughs> moving yes. a little bit, just yeah. stone faced, like these motherfuckers put this yeah. Yeah. ball to six. Um, my husband thought it was hilarious. He he thought he was like, <laughs> like they put it there to be funny. He was like, it was supposed to be funny, not you taking it too serious. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I. It am. was a lot of drama going on and a lot of miscommunication because Eric saw Jenna 
with her ex and he didn't come into work the next day she decides to show up to his mama penthouse to reconcile and they lose track of time and get caught in the act at this point in the movie me personally i have my question here were you rooting for jenna at this moment because for me do we even like jenna like because to me she is coming off as woefully insecure and we talked about this previously as well. When confronted by his mother, he did not speak up. He was not the man he claimed to be in, in face of, you know, his mama. And then as Jenna, are you really going to go to your man's mama's house where he's staying? I like, it just, it didn't feel right in my soul. You know what I mean? And have sex on her beautiful velvet couch. Wide open, not even closing the door. Which I could have sworn on my second watch, I saw stains on it. And I was like, I be damned. Please tell me you're lying. No, watch it again. I swear swear on my second watch, I saw like wet spot. And I'm like, bruh, I would have fucked them up for that alone. Not on my couch. I did not catch on that it was his mom's house for some reason that did not click with me he literally says you brave coming up in darcy's den or something like that yes he did okay maybe i just i don't know i don't know i don't know and it was my um my husband who said "Ooh, at his mama's house and i was like "Ooh, ooh." his mama gonna catch up like because i know the movie formula you know so Again, you gotta know what you're getting into. That's that, that's what I go back to. She knew he lived with his mama. She knew he was 28. So like she knew what she was getting into. So where else was she gonna show up at? You know what I'm saying? Like she probably I, got a camera or the doorman called her and said, um, some lady just came up here. Yeah, like and they want to come home. Like I don't know if I would, would, I don't know. Like, you know what you're in at that point. You know what you're in. What are her options? That that whole scene just irritated my soul. It really but, did. I was her, rooting for Darcy at one point. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> listen, uh, listen. Her, okay. I'm going to be reckless her, like this. Just Her showing up at the mom's house didn't irk my soul. What irked my core, the essence of who I am, and I have three sons. And uh, first of all, I would never, um, if I caught my sons having sex, I would just be like, at their big age, I'm like, it's time to get your own place. I can't just, Fair. for me, Period. I can't be walking in, Fair. seeing you having sex. I wish you good sex. I do. But I just can't be walking in on it. That so part. it would. I don't think it would have been a thing for me. And if it was, I would have had a conversation with my son. I would not have had a conversation with both of them. Mm. But what what irked me, what irked me was like, if you know you got a mama like that and you talking about, let's be open. Let's let the world know we together. And you know, you got this mama and you know that you're not going to stand up to her. Then don't come at me talking about you want to be open with this relationship. Mm. Frontal lobe frontal lobe not fully processing information i just have a quick question circumstances do you guys think had they come to her together or told her prior to this situation of her busting them in her house having sex that the reaction would have been less severe 
Yes, but I don't think, see, this is where I think women get pulled into stuff that's not their business. I feel like if you want to go public with this, first step, tell your mama about us. That part. Then get back to me. Step one. So I, I don't I don't think it is about them going together. I think it is about him telling his mom because here's the well, thing. Well, I guess I should just clarify. I mean, had the news been disclosed to her by either of them formally oh, in no. some capacity, well, no. the, would the reaction yeah. have been as severe? No, then we wouldn't have a movie. No. We wouldn't have a movie. Because that, at you know. this point, Darcy feels like she's been lied to because she yeah. had already had that initial conversation yeah. with yeah. Jenna. And yeah. And when and again, for Jenna and Darcy to be the same big age right. and she telling her, oh, we're in love. And then she gave those puppy dog eyes looking at him and he had nothing to say. I'm like, this is cringy. Like, it was make it stop. Make it, it was stop. Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. But, but I, I think the question because you were you were talking about, you know, Darcy's feelings and how Darcy was reacting. And I was just thinking, but it's it's the situation that that we inevitably got placed in with them that caused it to be that versus yeah. had he spoken to his mother earlier, then I think their relationship could have been a public thing and not have been a big deal. So that's why I brought it up. Cause I'm yeah, like, I mean, I think he just, it needed to be a conversation prior to her catching them in this moment. And it would have been less. As a, as a mom, I'm raising my eye to the, to the age ranges. Like it, no matter if it's, if it's my, my son dating a woman uh, that much older, if it's my daughter dating a man that much older, I'm raising my, my antennas are up with that. So, um, so Larsa Pippen and, and Marcus Jordan is a no? Fuck no. <laughs> um, for, for several reasons. I, and, I think that. And, I was and, just talking about that earlier with my brother. It's doing That's too much. Brother. It is and, doing way and, too and, much. And age is like last on the list. That <laughs> part. That part. But yeah. um, I I just I, I just think that um, if if he had gone to her, I, I say that to say I think Darcy still would have had an issue mm. with it, you know, because just as a yeah. mom, you know, your your antennas of okay, you trying to make a comeback. You, I hire you now. You get with my son. Like I, I just, I, you know, it's, it's a lot of like murkiness, you know, in that. But I think that it felt embarrassing. Like the embarrassment was visceral, and I honestly feel like that's kind of where I think a good job was done in filmmaking because I felt the visceral embarrassment for her when she looked at him and he didn't say anything. Like that was just like, I mean, I felt that. I felt her level of shame and embarrassment and. I got played. You know, he talked this big game and I got played. Absolutely. Well, no, Nikisha. Is... Nikisha's like, you know, oh, do you have any no, to say? I'm sorry. No, Nikisha. No, no, no need to apologize. I don't even have the words for just how upsetting the whole scene was, but mostly yeah. it's around his refusal to even speak back, speak up mm-hmm. to his mom and how, how infantilized he became. <laughs> like he was such a, child verted back to being a five-year-old kid yeah unbelievably just so insulting to her you know Mm -hmm. oh see i don't even have the words for it it just and what you mean shut up or go to your room what you mean yeah (laughs) i would never i would never speak to my son that way but 
if I was saying hurtful things about someone he was in love with, and even if I didn't like him, I hope that I've raised a child that would say, you can't do that. Not defending her. And also how it must've felt for her to Mm -hmm. realize in that moment, this is who I, this is who I put it all on the line for. Risked it all, Mm -hmm. risked it all for him. Yeah. Yeah. And that, she'll have another one of those moments, Delora. Uh, absolutely absolutely so this is the part of the movie where i was like we have a flash forward where we make it to the new year jenna reaching out saying she wants to connect i was like first of all how many months have gone by right i don't i don't know and then when i looked at christmas had gone by well yeah but even then when they got caught was that the fall okay and then christmas and now new year because for me, it's like, we only have 19 minutes left. What are we doing <laughs> when you're telling me you're pregnant? Like, what is this conversation? I love you, Delora, because I often look at the time left on a show episode <laughs> or a movie and be like, okay, is this going to be a cliffhanger? Okay, how are we going to wrap this up that quick? Okay, let me see what y'all talking about here. Okay. Y'all don't watch enough Nollywood films because that's... It would happen with three minutes left. A Nollywood <laughs> and they will just guru. They will just tie that shit up real quick. Not decently at all. She yeah, gives not. me indie film vibes. Indie films yeah, kill a, me with that. She's a Nollywood so I love Damn. that. I if love it's resolved, that. it's not an indie film. That's what I'm saying. It's it's definitely indie film vibes yeah. of like it's life. It's messy. There's no bow that this is going yeah. to get wrapped up. I with. saw an indie film that was resolved. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. This is a feature. What, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> so they're very defensive when the revelation is made. I personally feel like Jenna came off um, immature and he had the audacity to ask her, did my mama send you here? This whole conversation That's again. Bullshit. That's that bullshit that reminds us of his age every time. <laughs> Every time. Crystal pointing to the frontal lobe. Tell her what I'm doing, Ashley. Frontal lobe. Pointing to the frontal lobe. Here we go. Okay, let me jump into this. You know, again, on Twitter, it's young men this and young men that. And young men are, you know, better than these, you know, Gen Xers and all this other stuff, right? The millennial, I don't know millennial, but just young. And I felt he acted 16 in this moment. Granted, it's not what you expected. You don't want to have kids, but I just felt like it was such a teenage reaction. Like, yes, his chest got smaller than me. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you are a grown ass man. You know that you had sex without a condom. And it's like, oh, you're pregnant? Yes, nigga. That, that's how that <laughs> shit works. Only takes one time. I don't understand. I could understand like, okay, I'm just... Just give me some time. Just give me a minute. But even the way he started the conversation, like, you know, I wanted to reach out to talk, da-da-da. But when I tell you this, all it is it, it, it was so 16. It was just so sick. It was, I felt like I was watching 16 and pregnant. He like I was in. like, what? He like in. you yep. you you wanted to reach out to her. You're I can't remember the exact dialogue, but he did say like he had wanted to reach out or whatever. Yeah. And so now you have this opportunity. But she tells you this again, the whole, the whole conversation <laughs> when, when she revealed it. Cause first of all, I was like, why did she reach out to him after that? Why did she reach out? And then I was like, oh, she's pregnant. 
And, was, and my husband was like, how you know? I was like, she's pregnant. I did not so see when it coming. When I didn't see it coming, coming either. I didn't either. There, were, there, there was no other reason for her to reach out. There was no other reason. After that whole debacle, why would I reach out to you? And so when he just switched after she told him, after she showed an ultrasound, I frontal lobe, frontal lobe, frontal lobe. Like, no. That was just so, his reaction was just so immature to me. I just, I, I just, ugh, ugh. I was, that's when I was done. Another uh, thing about this scene that really confused and really kind of bothered me, I guess, was she said her reason for not contacting him earlier was because he didn't want to be a dad. He said that the films would be his kids or something like he did. He, he didn't have the dad gene. I had to go back and either find where he said that line because it was so kind of in passing one yeah. time during mm-hmm. pillow I talk. I remember that though. He yeah. didn't make a big deal. You know what I mean? He didn't make this profound statement like, and I shall never, <laughs> you know? <And> so- <laughs> he, he wasn't He wasn't like, oh, he wasn't like the Duke in- uh, Oh, right. <laughs> he I never have kids. I brought it full circle. You See, did. you like you that? I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So for her to be like, I didn't tell you because you said you would never, you didn't have the father gene. Like that was like, like it wasn't enough of that. Yeah. So I even built for her to even utilize, uh, use that. It's none of it. None of it made sense. I'm sorry. Another case in point for the frontal lobe. Oh gosh. You don't want to have kids, right? But you fucking like you do. <laughs> that is peak frontal lobe behavior. There's grown ass men that Let still me look yes. frontal lobe. Yes. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the cortex. I don't know which part no. of the brain. I think it's the frontal lobe, though. It's once. It's mm. once the blood drains from that head and goes to the other. What that's I when am all of saying, that goes though, out the window. Even if it's grown <laughs> men who do that, there's something that's not developed fully in the brain because it, it, it because they're grown men who who don't use condoms when they're having sex but they don't they're uh most of them are not like i don't ever want to have kids if you never want to have kids don't fuck like you do then then you should have worn a condom but when your brain is developed and you're still acting like a teenager your foot is on the gas pedal and you don't know where the brake is so you have parents who are like, yeah, I know you say you're not having sex, but take these condoms anyway, just in case tonight you change your mind, right? I just feel like you don't want to have kids, but you show what's fucking like you did. This dude had a whole master's degree from USC. I know that that part. That shit 37 times. Yeah, so so you can't, so so when somebody pass you an ultrasound, you can't be like, oh my God, how did this happen? He you said, got a master's degree, you don't that's know. That's you? That's you? She said, that's us. Our, our child. That's when I started bringing out the N word. I, I literally was like, nigga. I had to watch this scene a couple times because the way because the way for the recap because the way it devolved I was like wait who fired the first shot like where how did this go from we smiling at each other we making niceties we talking about what we've been up to to I gotta I gotta go I like I gotta leave I missed it it was like it became so jumbled so that's why I had to go back he honestly fired the first shot in the conversation but it devolved because both of them 
were coming from their mm-hmm. own little places mm-hmm. of, of pain. Mm-hmm. I, no, that's yes. that's honestly what I think because she mm-hmm. was still on this. Oh, in this one conversation, you said you never wanted kids. He's coming from, well, I'm still upset that you were having conversations with my mama uh, and talking about grown women talking about this, this and that. And so it just, they, they had never talked that through, let alone talk through now we're about to have a baby. So in the course of the movie that annoyed me, cause I was like, maybe y'all should have talked about the situation of why y'all broke up and then maybe get to the baby. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it would have gone a little bit better. Cause just as that. like couplings. And if you don't resolve those feelings you had and the anger and the hurt you had from why y'all broke up, then of course, when y'all talk about something like this, the conversation is going to go left. Cause you still upset and I'm still upset. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I so, feel mm-hmm. like you. So, so you you think he? I, I just don't know if I feel like there needed to be a conversation around a breakup. Like it's clear. Like nigga, you 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 didn't say shit. Like I just feel like what do I need to explain? You punked the fuck out. Like I don't know if we need to talk about. But that would be your perspective. He also would have his perspective because. I think in his mind, well, the reason why I shut down is because y'all left me out. You left me out in this relationship of mm. having those conversations with my mom in the first place. Like y'all decided I wasn't a part of that. Y'all, you, you had a whole conversation with my okay, mom. He did you didn't say, say anything to say me. That. He did say that. Yeah. Like you just that. handled that without me. So I think right. that was his That's perspective. True. That's true. They both had their own perspectives. Right. Dumb That's true. Was. Dumb as it was. That was. Yeah. Dumb, it was frustrating. That, that was his perspective. And I feel like. Nigga, you still could have said shit. Absolutely. He absolutely, it's not yeah. me, it's not an excuse for either of them. Right. That's just what I caught when I watched it. I was like, maybe y'all should have talked about y'all little residual feelings. Then we could have got to a better place because y'all yeah. both still coming with whatever you had from the past. Yeah. Delora, go ahead and tell us how this then, after that blow oh, up, God. resolves. And what'd you say, 19 minutes left? I was oh, never, I was, no long, I was no longer with a bow on it. Them. I was not rude for that. <laughs> I think I anybody dead. was. So Darcy ends up being the glue that brought everyone together, showing up at Jenna's house, showing some vulnerability to her former mm-hmm. adversary and telling her son about the doctor's appointment. <laughs> Ultimately, at the end, they end up being one big happy family at the it's annual like gala. Are y'all aware of the ending of the book? The book's Mm-mm. ending. No. So apparently in the book, Jenna doesn't tell Eric until the baby's like two years old. And then they find each other in the park and she decides to tell him. So oh. yeah, who, I don't know if that would have gone well. And actually uh, <laughs> I was looking at this article on the rap and they talked to the director and how they purposely changed the the movie ending from the book because she's like this is a rom-com so you know with rom-coms you have a more of a happy ending and showing up two three years after the fact is not as happy as um it could be so but his frontal lobe would have developed more and he probably would have had a- <laughs> it would have been better than how it ended actually yeah um, so what's the what's you all's final thoughts on the perfect find the way that he walked into that office i <laughs> i was like i was like rewind that let me see him walk into this office again yes i was irked by the way he walked in like 
I was like, so you just go walk in? And I felt like um, I just had so much. I I felt like the way he walked in again, it irked my soul. And I was stuck. I was, I, I, I don't even know exactly what happened after he walked in because I was stuck on him walking in and just plopping down. Like I could not believe that that was actually happening. I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it. That's where I was. This discussion has raised emotions again that were triggered throughout the film. <laughs> oh no, oh no. Um, I am, you know, once again, really irritated. Let me let me give you final high points. High points are, I really thought it. Uh, uh, some scenes were so beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I love the color. I love mm-hmm. the the adventure that mm-hmm. they took with the fashion. Um, mm-hmm. I love that they were trying to bring in some black historical um, yes. things that we don't often see. I even love a lot of the music, although I felt it was misplaced and forced and all of that. I did mm-hmm. enjoy a lot of the music. I recognize. The direct- I think I the directing was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The opening song is a Billie Holiday song I never heard. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, was excited to hunt that down and find out mm-hmm. more about it and hear the whole track, all of yeah. that. So that was great, great, great. I trust that the book did a better job of developing Absolutely. these characters, of she is really a wonderful fleshing out the story. Writer. Yeah, yeah. And I am thankful for the opportunity that this film gave a lot of the actors that were involved, like T.S. Madison and a lot of folks who, you know, deserve more shine and, and every, every actor actually who, this is one more, you know, credit on IMDb for them. So go ahead with your bad selves. Those are the good things. Those are the good things. I'm very, very thankful for those things. It is complicated, but in the end, I'm going to go ahead and give it the, the thumbs up on Netflix because for the people. for the culture culture. absolutely my final thoughts are that this is not a feature i will probably revisit um but to your point at the beginning of the conversation crystal i'm glad that we have black folks in front of and behind the camera to even have multiple vehicles and projects to critique to discuss to watch and i will always support our projects mm-hmm. and we'll always watch them. We'll always, you know, put my money towards anything that we're doing. So regardless of whether we give this film a C, a D, no matter what, I'm gonna watch the next Gabrielle Union movie. I'm gonna watch the next Keith Powers project. Exactly. I'm gonna watch the next film that Numa directs. So it may She's not have been my... about Audrey Lord now. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It may not She's... have been my favorite feature from any of them, but I appreciate the effort and I appreciate this conversation with all of you ladies, because that's the point of the pod and of everything is to be able to talk to our friends and family and everybody else about things we enjoy and consume. So it was a great combo. My final thoughts are I will revisit this with my children and we will talk this through. Using it as a case study. A case uh, study. Frontal lobes. Case study of frontal <laughs> lobes. My mother used media growing up to have conversations. I we appreciate do, that. We do that a lot. Um, we we watched a lot of Blackish, 
and it's it is a source of conversation um in our house even though i i do have you know some issues with blackish but it's a great source of dialogue um in our house so i i will revisit i i will probably encourage especially my old my two older children to watch it and to have a conversation about it so and i think that there were just some really beautiful cinematic moments when they did that photo shoot, oh, that color, like there were just some really beautiful cinematic moments. And as a filmmaker, I like the little staples that Numa has and trying to figure out like, what is my little, you know, staple um, thing that people will recognize? You know, like with Spike Lee, it's the the shot where the actor is facing the camera and they're yeah. rolling, you know, like like that signature thing that you know, like this is a Spike Lee film, you know, this is a, you know, Numa film. So I I will revisit it. But I'm also a person who um, I consume media in that way. Like I watch everything. I go to all kinds of plays from Broadway to local to quote unquote Chitlin circuit plays because I always feel like there's something for me to learn. And somebody had the guts to do it. Indeed. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. But I don't know what happened after he sat in that chair at the doctor's office. You know what? You okay. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all talk about a gala scene. I, I keep saying, I don't remember that, but okay. The gala scene was very, it felt like a scene out of coming to America. Like for some reason, yeah. I just felt like we moved to Zamunda by the I'll end trust, of the movie. I'll trust that that happened. Yeah. Yep. I hate to say it. I was not, the, a, or you don't remember it. You didn't see it or you don't remember. I was so stuck on him plopping down in that chair, girl. You really oh. the rest. Her mind never moved forward. Mad Her mind never moved forward. I, w- I called every Black man that I know. And I was like, okay, so here's the situation. Would you have done it? Like, I was so upset. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Overall, I really appreciate the premise of uh, this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm a lover of rom-com. And Gabrielle Union, face it, is the queen of rom-com. She has been in so many and she's done so well to it. I will say the chemistry between the two did grow just a little bit. And I, I didn't feel it initially, but then as there were certain parts within the movie where I'm like, oh, okay, I can see it a little bit. You know, I, I appreciate this. But there were times throughout this film that I was like, am I rooting for Jenna? Because I feel like some of the decisions that she was making, I couldn't root for. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. since I know we're re- rebuilding, but this is um, a, you know, path to embarrassment and disaster yet again. So overall, I appreciate that, again, this is based off a novel written by a Black woman, directed by a Black woman, starring a Black woman, um, showcasing Black love. Mm-hmm and representation of Afro-Latina community. So I I appreciate all those aspects of this film. And I appreciate you all's conversation oh, so much. This is fun. Can this I make so a request? Much. Of course. Mm-hmm. I would like to come back and talk about Reasonable Doubt season two. Oh, okay. Ooh, yes. When it drops. I was going to say, does it have a release date yet? I don't know, but I know Morris Chestnut is in it. That's what I do know. And they had good sex scenes in that one, too. They had excellente. She had a time. She had a time. She had a time. She had a time. With all the men. All the men, including her husband. Morris Chestnut (laughs) with that grown man chest. Yes, I want to come back and discuss. Okay. Request accepted. Yes. Bam. (laughs) Yeah. 
and that's a and it's a good show i think i think it's i think it's well done yeah i do yeah we we talked season one uh i can't remember when earlier this year yeah yeah we talked season one so typically we do a hidden gems segment but because you all are our guests we'd like for you to talk about your podcast we host a podcast called Dem Black Mamas Podcast. D-E-M is not for Democrat. It's Dem. A shout out to African-American vernacular because we want people to know who this, who the podcast is for and who it's by. Mm. Um, I like to describe our podcast as like the beauty shop, uh, the front stoop, the kitchen table, the barbershop. It's there will be some conspiracy theories. We do have our own theories about everything, but we are rooted in real knowledge. <laughs> and it's uh it's black as fuck and funny as fuck. Um, macaroni and cheese and all. Yes. And uh our segments are uh praise report uh, church announcements, praise reports, uh prayer list requests. That's our first segment. Our second segment is mac and cheese because that's the juiciest part of our show and we end with black mama say so it's a really fun time we our pillars are healing creativity and liberation because those are the things that we want for black mamas and our mantra is motherhood is not the graveyard of dreams because we believe that motherhood is supposed to expand you so we want to inspire uh black mamas to dream and dream big have you guys given a take on kiki palmer we have not given a take on Kiki Palmer. I would um, love to hear you guys' thoughts on that on your podcast. Oh, I was going to give a quick take. I was going to give a hot take. Well, you can I, if you want to. Yeah. Shut the fuck up is always an option. <laughs> mm-hmm. That you can part. always shut the fuck up. Yes. I'm Taraji P. Henson clapping for Viola right now. Always. It's okay to just shut the fuck up. What she said. That part. This has been a pleasure. It has been a, the best. Oh, thank, thank you, you thank so you for much for your us. time a lot of fun. and yeah. insight. This was wonderful, and we look forward to doing it again. Oh, thank y'all. Yeah. Doubt for two, sure. season two. Let's get it. Yes. Let's get it. Thank y'all for helping me process the trauma. <laughs> thank you. Anytime. Our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>